Ernie Francis Jr. joins us. And the history of you at such a young age, at 23 years old, Francis, is incredible. And I, I can only believe that with your competition in the SRX series, competing against Elio Castroneves, Tony Kanan, Smoke, Waltrip, Labonte Brothers, I can only imagine that the popularity, not just you, but of the Trans Am series, where you've won so many championships, has grown. Have you seen any evidence of fans coming out to the Trans Am series because they saw you kick the ass of these old men? No, for sure. I mean, the, there's so many eyes on the SRX series this year. Um, it was unbelievable how much coverage it got. And naturally, uh, people wanted to know where I come from, and they see that I race Trans Am. And a lot of people haven't known about Trans Am or, or wants to know about Trans Am, but didn't know where the series was at now. So it's brought a lot of new fans into the series. And I've seen it at the racetrack. We get to these places, and uh, fans are coming up to me saying that they've, they've watched me in SRX, and now they're watching me in Trans Am, and they're a fan. So it's, it's definitely uh, done some cross-promoting uh, there and helped out the uh, Trans Am series itself. I mean, up until the last race last night in Nashville, it was you and Tony Stewart running for the championship. Tony Stewart grabbed the championship. But with your success in Trans Am, with all these championships, why hasn't anyone else taken notice to what you could do in a big, fat Trans Am car to invite you to get a, a test in a Indy Light car or an Indy car? Yeah, not sure. You know, I mean, I've, I've had a few tests. Uh, you know, I've tested an uh, Indy Lights car before and tested, uh, you know, with a Ford GTLM team at Daytona. But uh, just nothing that turned into a full-time ride yet. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, something well over the course of the next few months. Ernie Francis Jr., it's crazy how momentum works in motorsports. You win seven championships in a row in Trans Am, and you have a couple of good months in the SRX series, and suddenly everybody knows who you are. This weekend is an example. You raced in the SRX in Nashville, got on a plane and flew to Brainerd, where you started at the back of the pack and finished in victory lane in Trans Am. Pretty good feat. Yeah, you know, it was a busy weekend. We were uh, running all three series that I raced, so racing SRX, racing Trans Am, and racing uh, FR, which is the uh, open-wheel F3 series that I race as well. Um, so, yeah, so we were started off the weekend at Brainerd, Minnesota, got two test sessions in in the Trans Am car and in the uh, FR car, and then flew out to uh, Nashville, um, you know, did practice on Saturday, and uh, ran that race out there. Went pretty decent for us. We uh, we had a decent car in the, in the heats. Made some adjustments to the car in the feature and just uh, didn't really go the way, way we wanted with it. And uh, we were just kind of uh, hanging hanging around and uh, just trying to salvage the points that we could. We didn't really have a car to fight for the win out there. Um, but secured second place in the championship, which was our main goal. Um, super happy with that to finish right behind Tony in the first ever se- season of uh, SRX. And even to get our get our win out there also at Lucas Oil, we're super happy with that. And then um, after that race, SRX... Uh, hooked me up with uh, Wheels Up, which does private jet charters, and they got me a private jet to fly me back over to Brainerd, Minnesota for the Trans Am race and FR race on Sunday. So I got back to the track there at about 1.30 in the morning, uh, went to sleep, and then uh, the next morning we were on track for racing with uh, with FR at 9.30. Um, had to start in the back of the field in that race, um, and our goal in the first race is just set a fast lap so we can get a decent starting position for the second race later on in the day. Ended up uh, fourth in that race with the fourth fastest time. Um, then we had our Trans Am race at uh, 11.30. Ran that one, had to start at the back of the pack, went all the way to the front, and uh, led that race. 
and uh, took home our first Trans Am win in the seat of the season, which was a pretty big relief. We've we've had a pretty tough year in Trans Am, um, a lot of opportunities to win races, and uh, stupid little gremlins keep us keep us from uh, victory lane. So to finally, take home a win was a was a pretty awesome moment. Um, and then after that, we had our last FR race of the weekend. Started fourth, went to second, and uh, ran second the entire race until uh, two laps to go when uh, the turbo wastegate uh, welded itself shut and uh, oh. and damaged the motor, so we had to uh, pull it in. So uh, a little disappointed with that one, but uh, you know can't be too disappointed with the weekend overall. It was a great racing weekend and a really nice way to end off the SRX series. How are you so fluently talking to us right now? I would be passed out in a bed somewhere, not able to do any interviews after that kind of a schedule. Yeah, you know, it was a pretty uh, pretty rough weekend. Um, I actually just woke up from a nap maybe about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> well and uh, I plan on taking another nap right after. Um, been uh, trying to sleep as much as I can on the drive back uh, before we fly, fly out tomorrow. But uh, definitely ready for this uh, little break we have coming up. Don't have another race until... Uh, until September. So uh, looking forward to being home for a little while and, uh, and relaxing. Ernie Francis Jr., all of those Trans Am championships have come at the expense of some pretty old dudes in racing. Some might be old enough to be your grandfather. Have they shown some anger, frankly, being pissed that you beat them uh, and beat them regularly? Seven championships in a row? No, not really. Not as much anymore. Uh, when I was younger in the series, um, you know, some of the guys didn't really, uh, like getting beat my, by me out there. But uh, at this point, I've been racing the series for so long that uh, they see, just see me as another competitor out there, and uh, we all have uh, respect for each other. You're 23 years old. Ernie, are you this composed at a race car, or are you still waking up from your nap? Because I just I get a sense that uh, you might be a little crap talker when you're, when you're on your car radio. No, I'm uh, usually uh, pr- pretty relaxed over the radio. Uh, I try to be pretty calm as much as I can when I'm racing out there. Uh, fans might have seen it this past SRX season when uh, me and uh, Paul Tracy have gotten into it and <laughs> stuff like that. I try not to let it get to me too much and try to stay calm. He gives everybody the chrome horn, though. There's a rap sheet of Paul Tracy doing that, so all good. <laughs> yep. Well, Ernie. Yeah, he, uh, he pissed off quite a lot of people this year. <laughs> There's the quote of the interview. Yes, yes, he did. But he knows that. And okay, so that that leads me to a question with you and your future. Paul Tracy knows he's the bad guy. And he knows, he understands that there needs to be a bad guy because you need a hero and a villain in any sporting series, to be perfectly honest. Do you want to go out and ever be the villain in a race? Or do you always want to be the good guy? You know, I try to be the the good guy in the race. Um, I don't my driving style has always been pretty clean. I don't like uh, taking people out or winning races that way. So uh, at least uh, that's the goal when I go out there and race. But sometimes uh, things happen differently on the track. But uh, if I can help it, I try to be as uh, clean as I can. Who would you compare your driving style to? Anyone in IndyCar, Formula One, or NASCAR? Who Who do you think best represents your driving style? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I'm not really sure. Uh, I've, I've never really compared uh, a driving style to too many other people. Um, I'm not really sure who I'd, uh, who I'd compare it to. Ernie Francis Jr., you don't have any experience on dirt or an oval. Trans Am racing is done on road courses, but you crushed it in the SRX. That was all short course ovals and dirt. The disciplines are so different on an oval versus a road course. How'd you pull that off? Yeah, you know, it is a, it is a lot different. Um, I think uh, just 
me racing all different kinds of cars growing up kind of helped uh, help me adapt to it. Um, I've driven a lot of different things on road courses, uh, a lot of different types of cars, so I've had to adapt to different kinds of racing. And uh, I think that kind of uh, helped me out when I had to hop on different uh, different courses and different cars. Ernie Francis Sr. was a formula driver and had some success there, him being your old man. Do you take advice from him still, or does he, does he realize that you've got this thing under control, that you can handle this on your own? Um, at this point, um, I've kind of done a little more racing than what he has in his career, but we still <laughs> bounce ideas off of each other, and, uh, and he still helps me out with stuff on the track. Tell me that you've heard from IndyCar. It's out there that you would like to get an IndyCar ride. Have you heard from any teams? Um, there's some stuff in the works, but uh, nothing set in stone that I can really talk about right now. For the 2022 season, have you already gotten the invite for the SRX series? Uh, they haven't really talked too much about next year yet, uh, but I think I will be back for a few races at least next year. Who's asked did you like kicking more in the SRX series? Tony Stewart, Paul Tracy, Elio? Um, it was, it was fun to beat all of them when we can. Um, you know, it's such an awesome driver lineup that they had out there. So, uh, finishing in front of anybody out there was, uh, was an impressive feat and, uh, was happy about doing it. It's gotta be Paul Tracy though. Come on. We talked just, about him just earlier. Just admit it, Francis. <laughs> yeah, all of them are, are fun to beat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then bottom line, Trans Am or SRX doesn't matter. Nobody does pizza like you because you are right. Pineapple is an ingredient uh, on pizza. Stop it, Kenny. It is. Yep, I think so. Jeez. See? Ernie Francis Jr. joining us here in the Freak Nation, of course, running for the championship last night until Tony Stewart took it away from him in the SRX series, but he's got plenty of championships in the Trans Am series. Ernie, thanks for doing this, buddy. We'll talk to you again, man. All right. Thank you. Statman, you knew... I would assume you knew much more about Ernie Francis than most of us did prior to him joining the SRX series for the last uh, two or three months. This guy got a hell of a future in front of him. It's going to be difficult uh, because Trans Am has fallen on such a uh, a bad reputation, but it's not taken as seriously as it used to be because there's no factory involvement, there's no major names. But you can't win that many championships without being an excellent driver. And a, a guy that I think is an excellent driver and a former ALMS champion, Chris Dyson, uh, I've talked to him about Ernie Francis, and he says that Ernie could drive anything and drive it well. So He's got good car control. He's a good guy that to race against. Uh, and he should be considered far more um, quality driver than what he has been. Uh, and maybe with his SRX, people will see that and give him um, a, a drive uh, that he's deserved many years ago.